Module 3, Subject 6, Bitcoin. Although Bitcoin is relatively new when compared to other assets we talk about, the finance and political world at large are quickly recognising Bitcoin as a unique, trusted and uncorrelated asset. If they haven't done so already, hedge funds, banks, pension funds and retail investors are currently in the process of changing their structures to make Bitcoin more accessible and obtainable. We are also seeing prominent members of government touting the many benefits that a sound money standard has to offer over our growth-targeting inflationary system. As mentioned in The Evolution of Money, Bitcoin was invented by a pseudonymous founder in 2008. The first Bitcoin was mined in January of 2009. After 13 plus years of adoption, it hasn't been hacked, controlled, or otherwise negatively tampered with as many predicted. Although people have suffered loss or theft of Bitcoin, this has generally taken place due to 1. The person who lost their Bitcoin did not keep their passwords or keys private. Number 2. The person transferred their Bitcoin holdings or keys to a scammer. Or 3. The person held their Bitcoin on exchanges instead of taking personal custody of their assets and unfortunately, the exchange became insolvent or shut down. Besides the occasional loss due to poor personal management, its resilience and tenacity have only cemented its place among the acceptable asset classes recognised by the finance industry. Advantages Fixed hard cap supply. If you recall from module one, scarcity was the primary factor in creating a store of value. Holders of a currency wanted confidence that their purchasing power wouldn't diminish through monetary supply expansion. What's important to highlight with Bitcoin is that there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. This fixed cap supply is programmatically controlled and enforced through consensus. No centralized body is in charge of Bitcoin. Who can get involved in this consensus? Anyone, you just have to download the Bitcoin software on your laptop or spend $100 to $250 to obtain the parts to run a personal node. Fixed Supply Issuance Unlike the issues we face with fiat currencies as mentioned earlier, Bitcoin has a fixed total possible supply of 21 million. In addition to this fixed amount, we have a clear, predictable supply schedule giving us transparency as to how many Bitcoin there will be at any time, now or in the future. By having a fixed supply, the value of Bitcoin cannot be diluted by a central authority meddling with monetary supply. Furthermore, with a fixed supply, if the network of users grows, that is, demand for Bitcoin increases, there is no escape valve in the form of monetary expansion. Therefore, the price of Bitcoin must increase to account for this increase in demand. As a side note, in the byproducts of inflation and debt, we talked about how our world is inherently deflationary and that over time, technology should make the cost of goods and services decrease over time. Bitcoin having a fixed total supply is the perfect example of a currency that can take advantage of our deflationary world. At the time of writing in July 2022, there is precisely 19,091,318 Bitcoin in circulation. The supply issuance is easy to look up and verify by anyone through a simple online search. This is different from our fiat monetary system where nobody truly knows how much credit or dollars are in the system. As investors in Bitcoin, this is beneficial as we can be sure that our Bitcoin will never be diluted 
and we will always own the same amount proportional to total supply. Low barrier to entry. Bitcoin is divisible to eight decimal places. That is 0.0000000001 BTC, with the lowest denomination known as 1 Satoshi, or SAT for short, making it one of the most accessible investment assets in history. At the time of writing, 1 SAT is equivalent to 0.0004 US dollars. Bitcoin is often talked about in terms of a whole Bitcoin suffering from what is known as unit bias. As the price of one Bitcoin continues to climb, people falsely believe that Bitcoin is out of reach in terms of affordability. This could not be further from the truth, as one Satoshi costs a fraction of a cent at today's prices. Instead, the smallest investable amount is limited only by what the Bitcoin exchanges allow. Immutable. Being an online distributed ledger, anyone who runs a node or has access to an internet connection can provably verify the supply issuance, the transaction history, and the addresses of the holders of every Bitcoin that has ever existed and every transaction in its history, albeit anonymously. This is in stark contrast to many of the assets we interact with today, ripe with manipulation and obscurity. No counterparty exposure. If we take the required measures to self-custody our Bitcoin, no one person, corporation or government has control or authority over what we do with our Bitcoin. In doing so, we remove counterparty exposure. That way, in the event of an economic downturn, we are not exposed to third parties or banks bailing in our Bitcoin due to insolvency issues, which is not uncommon in times of economic stress, as many of us experienced during the 2008 Great Financial Crisis. No self-cannibalization of price. We will look at Bitcoin's hard money cousin gold to illustrate this point. As the price of gold increases, the incentive increases for miners to ramp up production, to start new mines, explore new territory, and improve processes to get more gold out of the ground. The problem here is that they inevitably increase supply with excess gold which puts downward pressure on the gold price. It cannibalizes itself in terms of price. The Bitcoin protocol has addressed this problem through a process known as the difficulty adjustment. As more individuals and businesses decide to mine Bitcoin, you would assume that more Bitcoin would be mined, leading to an increase in the issuance of Bitcoin. However, the Bitcoin protocol can adjust how hard it is to mine Bitcoin through the difficulty adjustment. As more miners come on board, the protocol increases the difficulty of mining Bitcoin. On the flip side, the more miners that exit the network, the more difficulty actually eases so that Bitcoin doesn't become too challenging to mine. What the difficulty adjustment does is ensure a clean, predictable schedule of Bitcoin issuance so that we don't face any significant inflationary or deflationary hurdles such as can be the case with gold. Adoption Some in the investment industry have often described Bitcoin as an asymmetric trade. Its upside potential far outweighs its downside risk. One reason for this is that Bitcoin is a new technology. Therefore, it is still early in its adoption cycle and still has considerable upside potential. 
As with many of the other assets discussed in this course, they are at their saturation point in terms of adoption. Their ability to disrupt the world through innovation is severely limited. In contrast, Bitcoin has the opportunity to disrupt many industries, from energy, to banking, to payments, to financial insurance. All of these have the potential to greatly accelerate this adoption, further increasing the upside potential. With this in mind, institutions are increasingly looking at ways to incorporate Bitcoin exposure as a way to achieve their performance objectives. This coincides perfectly with the fact that the traditional safe haven assets like gold and bonds continually fail to provide the protection they once offered due to the current economic environment. This has opened the door for Bitcoin to take some of their market share. In saying this, Bitcoin's unparalleled potential has caught both the intention of those in the investment world and those in the corporate world. Both public and private companies are looking at Bitcoin as a way to diversify their assets and attempt to protect against inflation and counterparty risk. We are therefore seeing Bitcoin being utilized as a long-term store of value within corporate treasuries as companies who possess large cash reserves are subject to the same impacts from inflation and suppression of interest rates that we savers are facing. Unparalleled Potential Bitcoin benefits from the performance of a risk-on asset for when times are good and the capital markets are expanding, but concurrently it offers the security of its risk-off properties when times get tough and people rush to protect their capital. To explain this further, Bitcoin is currently seen as a risk-on asset for most people, an asset one invests in when the economy is thriving. However, Risk-on assets tend to be classified this way as we have counterparty exposure. There is potential for loss during times of economic stress. Therefore, we would argue that Bitcoin, when self-custodied, removes counterparty exposure, giving it risk-off characteristics. That is, an asset that performs well when times are tough and people are looking to reduce portfolio risk. In saying this, in times of stress, when people are looking for assets to preserve wealth and provide security, Bitcoin is in prime position to do well. However, despite Bitcoin's risk-off characteristics, it benefits from the risk-on capital flows during prosperous times. As Bitcoin is an emergent technology, we have not yet seen global adoption, and it is through adoption that these emergent assets tend to outperform. When we factor in the industries that can benefit from Bitcoin, that is the global monetary system, the financial sector, the insurance industry, e-commerce and micropayments, just to name a few, it becomes clear that Bitcoin is unparalleled in upside potential. Disadvantages Volatility There is no way to sugarcoat Bitcoin's price action. In the short term, Bitcoin has proven to be one of the most volatile assets one can invest in. What does this mean? It means that significant price swings can occur in very short time frames. It can be a gut-wrenching and emotional ordeal to watch your wealth get cut in half over a few days or a few weeks. However, volatility can go both ways. So just as it could decrease by 50%, it could increase by 50% in that same period. If you have done your research and are considering investing in Bitcoin, it is recommended to approach the investment with a long-term time horizon. Don't expect to make a quick buck and don't borrow money to invest in Bitcoin as the price of Bitcoin is far from predictable in the short term. 
Many retail investors will buy Bitcoin at peak euphoria in a bull run, only to experience a 40% decline over the following weeks. Feeling emotionally and financially battered, they sell out of their positions, vowing never to repurchase it, only to then see Bitcoin shoot up above where they bought it initially. There are ways to deal with this volatility. However, we shouldn't pretend that these strategies completely calm the nerves as Bitcoin's price is precipitously falling. Such strategies include dollar cost averaging as a way to smooth out this volatility over the long term, ensuring that we pay an average price for Bitcoin rather than buying bottoms or tops. Or another option is to simply set it and forget it. Buy Bitcoin with a long-term time horizon and ignore the price. However, we wouldn't recommend trying to trade in and out of your position in an attempt to make a quick buck. It is also important to note the volatility in the Bitcoin price should decrease over time. As Bitcoin is still very early in its adoption cycle compared to other traditional assets, this volatility will lessen over time as more capital flows into the space. Bitcoin can be difficult to manage effectively. Bitcoin has never been hacked, but exchanges where we buy Bitcoin have. All controversial news stories involving the loss or theft of Bitcoin have not been with Bitcoin, but rather with a trusted third party. Most people will buy Bitcoin through an exchange. However, if we leave our Bitcoin on an exchange, we are subject to their security practices and ability to keep the bad guys out. Taking self-custody of our Bitcoin is highly recommended, but can present technical challenges. As Bitcoin adoption grows, so does the support and advancement in managing Bitcoin. This will make self-custody a lot more accessible to even the most technophobic of us out there. In saying this, there are many tools, guides, and communities there to help people take self-custody of their Bitcoin, such as BTC Sessions. With planning, research, and patience, this self-custody is easily achievable. On-ramps and off-ramps. One of the most common pieces of news we hear against Bitcoin is undoubtedly the threat of governments banning Bitcoin. Banning Bitcoin is no more achievable by a government than stopping electricity, banning email, or shutting down the internet. There will always be ways to interact with the Bitcoin protocol, but that doesn't mean governments can't regulate the on-ramps and off-ramps, making it harder to obtain, sell, and interact with Bitcoin. Suppose a government initiates a blanket ban, so any bank within their control can no longer send money to or from a Bitcoin exchange. This will impact our ability to buy and sell Bitcoin through exchanges, and depending on the size of the nation, the price of Bitcoin will most likely decline somewhat. But it does not stop us from being able to send and receive Bitcoin in a peer-to-peer -peer manner. In conclusion, many promote Bitcoin as a great portfolio diversifier, digital gold, sound money, or savings vehicle. However, we can't ignore that it is a very volatile asset and should therefore be sized appropriately based on your personal risk tolerance. That said, Bitcoin will mean different things to different people depending on their appetite for risk, goals, age, and personal circumstances. Lastly, this section on Bitcoin was slightly longer than the other asset classes we touched on. With Bitcoin being a new asset class, many nuances should be understood, and so we wanted to make sure we highlighted some of these lesser-known concepts. A note on other cryptocurrencies. As we highlighted within the evolution of money, when people talk about Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies often come up. Our view is that the vast and ever-increasing amounts of cryptocurrencies seek to achieve different things in terms of investment opportunities. 
Throughout the information above, we have explored how Bitcoin is great at being hard money and a store of wealth. In contrast, most cryptocurrencies are doing other things like trying to remove centralized entities from finance, introducing community tokens, governance models, or creating smart contracts. While it is true that large amounts of wealth have been created in alternate cryptocurrencies, for the purpose of this course, it is our view that this asset class is too young, very speculative, and has not yet proven itself for it to be considered a viable option to act as a potential hedge against many of the issues we have described.